Welcome to Sports Trebuchet. I'm Marty. I'm Kyle. Josh. Nasta. And Nasta's back in the Ooh. building. Uh, we're excited for today's show. It's NFL Draft Day. Uh, follow us at Sports Trebuchet on Twitter. Um, rate, review, subscribe. You don't just subscribe, download. You don't even have to listen. Just do us a favor. I uh, like seeing the numbers. Don't uh, rate us. You can email us at sportstrebuchetpod at gmail.com. Uh, and before we drop into... Um, my uh, corner today, uh, Kyle had an important question. Very, very important. It's an existential question. And I want feedback from all three of you. When you poop, do you put your meat on your lap or let it hang in the poop soup? It's a question I saw on Facebook as well. I'd like, this is why Facebook needs to die. <laughs> I'm sorry, on your lap or in the poop soup? Let's do a quick survey because the first thing I thought is. What? Who actually poops with their legs closed and touching? Can we also do a survey as to who's got a dick long enough to touch the water? Well, why or why is it's, your toilet so dependent on the toilet, right? If it's maybe previously clogged and just sitting too, I can understand. Then you get some other issues. You've only got like a quarter inch of that seat. Well, real quick, Kyle, how old are you? Old enough to party? <laughs> under 30? Over under we're all over. No, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm 33, 33 yeah. right? Wait, so, wait, listen. Wait until you turn over 40, your balls hit the wall. I'm not talking about your balls. I'm talking about your dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. So is that true? Your ears keep growing, your nose keeps growing, and your ball sack just keeps dropping lower? Mm-hmm. Is that well, why you wear such tight pants? That's why I stopped jogging. You know how many times I gave myself blue balls? Just flopping oh, and around against my legs. It's like a punching bag. <laughs> No, uh, I, don't, I, I do not poop with my legs. Um, no, me either. Mine just, no. just chills. It just like, chills. Not, I didn't it just really sh- ever think of the logistics behind it. Honestly, it just chills, and depending on the type of seat, it's always a concern that my dick is going to touch the seat, because that grosses me out. Yeah. Or In a public toilet. Or yeah. there's the possibility that you're not just doing number two. At home, I'm dry docking. Yeah, yeah like, that's my thing. Like, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to pee at some point. You can do it at yeah, number three. three. I've Only never pooped and not peed at least a little bit. That's exactly. Three. Three. If, I, if I number three, rest bro. it on my lap, Maybe I'm going to piss all over the Have you ever had a poop with no pee? No. Right, okay. No, I'm making no. sure I'm not the crazy one. No, no, I've never. I think I've said that once and someone gave well, me a word. worst is when you think your, you know, your junk is hanging low and it's not when you're peeing and you're peeing out in front. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're peeing along your fucking leg. Underneath the seat. It's like you put your hand on a hose. It's and like, like you're like, like trying to put a letter in a down. You got this wet spot on your jeans and you're like, how am I going to go back to work if I don't piss in my pants? Yeah, no, I, it's, uh, <laughs> it's like it's like trying to put a letter in a drop box and it is shooting back ah, at you yeah. like, like, like a wood chipper. Um, well, that was good spirit. I'm glad we started with that. Uh, so, uh, on a more serious note, um, my corner, I wanted to talk about um, some recent retirements from professional sports. Okay. Uh, so, in no particular order, uh, I'm going to start with basketball. Actually, it is going to be in a particular order, so I just, I could sit on that. Uh, I'm going to do basketball. So, Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowitzki are done. Okay. Good. Right. I think great ambassadors. Uh, yeah. I I have no issue with them. They need to go at this point. Yeah, no. I think I don't think the argument's that they need to or they don't. They're probably even a year or two 
pass when they probably should have been a, for, to be an effective contributor. More for more Dirk, for Dirk than, than Wade because Wade could still kind of go, but he had a lot of miles put on him um, through playing in the playoffs so often. Well, and once LeBron left the Heat, there wasn't much for him to. He was kind of carrying, not carrying the team, but he was a big part of the team where Dirk wasn't as much anymore. Dirk wasn't a centerpiece. Points or scoring or creating chances like Dwayne was. Could we have maybe witnessed an end of a true era? And what I mean by that, those two players stayed with one team. Wade went. Wade went to the Bulls. Wade, 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 Wade went to the Bulls. He also played in Cleveland with a. You know what? You know what? I, I do apologize. That is correct. Uh, Bulls was what one year? <laughs> so <laughs> that half year with twenty the years, one and a half years, I think. Yeah, there's of, of, so of the okay, top, okay. of the top ten oldest players that were in the NBA this season. There are only two players that had only ever played with their team: Dirk, Dirk. with Dallas, and then Haslam with the Heat, I believe. Yeah, he was never left. Um, God, you done and, What's his name from San Antonio last year? Well, Parker came to Charlotte. No, no, right? the, the Italian guy. Oh, oh, Manu, Manu Ginobili. The, Ginobili. Yeah. Yeah, he stayed the whole time. He did. He was, yeah, he was I, there all, all, all the live long day. I think um, I think it's probably the end of that era. But right? I think it's probably the beginning of players and that greedy, not greedy, players having more control over themselves, right? Because that's what, like, with... With basketballs, there's a fucking car alarm going on out there, and it's driving me nuts. Uh, well, here's a question. Do you think Steph Curry ever leaves Golden State? They might pay him all the money in the world to stay. I think Steph Curry will do exactly what you said, Maybe, but I think maybe his last year, retire, like 40 years old, he'll come to Charlotte I was gonna one say, season. Charlotte, maybe. I could see. because he's a Maybe one, two years, but he'll be a Golden Same State. Same as Lynch. Right, playing with the Raiders for two years before yeah. he got got all out. Um, I mean, there's a lot of play. I mean, even at home they do that. Bobby Zamora is the best example ever. He came on through Brighton, became a legend at Brighton, went to Spurs, West Ham, Fulham, QPR after us, and came to us for one more year to retire in the championship to make the point of retiring. Which I, I uh, thoroughly enjoy people doing. I, I'm cool with the one-year or the one-day contract to retire. Jonathan Stewart just did it. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, I was going to cover him or just talk about him a little bit. But I'm a fan of doing that, period. I think the the weirdest thing with the Heat, the Heat didn't win a title before White mm-hmm. and Shaq, right? Not no. before him. Right. No. So, so both Dirk and Dwayne were responsible for bringing an entire franchise their first champion because Wade was the... Trooper. I personally have more respect for Dirk than I do Wade. That's easy to say. Dirt just did it the right way. I think it's easy to say, though, too, because Dwayne Wade was surrounded by Shaq at one point and then LeBron and Bosh at one point, where Dirt never really had a... He had a plenty of twos. He had Steve Nash for a bit. He had Steve Nash, I think, before Nash fit his prime. I mean, yeah, the Finleys, the Jason Terry's. Well, they weren't, no, they weren't the LeBrons and... Yeah. But they're not They're not Shaq, LeBron, or Bosh. It wasn't even. 1A and 1B. Yeah, at, Bo- at best, your Bosh could be, like, when they had Jason Kidd or right before Nash. In terms sure. of like Sean LeBron. Marion. Marion, I forgot. You know, Marion had a really good run. But like, but he was a different kind of. But one. when Rod when Roderick Brubois is like getting twenty minutes yeah. in a game, is, Crumb Butler was on that team. Crumb Butler was chewing on straws. Who was the one that Terry uh, Jason, Jason Terry? Terry. Terry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, it's it, it hurts it hurts uh, to see Dirk leave, but also 
He's still going to be around the team. I got, yeah. a, I got a question for all, all of us are sports fans here, of course. That's why we're nah, doing this podcast. <laughs> would, you rather take, would you rather take Dirk? Would you rather get that one ring and know you did it the right way and you didn't have to get three superstars to help you? Or would you rather have, like Dwayne, get those the heat and have four, what, four rings and had... Sounds about right. Yeah, I think At four rings. Three. Yeah, okay, three. yeah, let's say three rings. So this is just three is the number. I think it was three because they only had three finals runs together, and the first one was against Dallas and Dallas won. Okay, that makes so sense. I think it's three. Yeah, so happened. would you rather have, like I'm saying, would you have rather have than have, like, this was like Wade, or even Kobe Bryant? Well, no, As a Kobe fan of the team? No, just would you rather have just that one ring, knowing that you didn't need to have that superstar play to help you to get to that to that plateau, or would you rather have four rings and knowing that you had your Shaquille's and your LeBron's to help you? I think I'd rather have the one, just because no, the continuity didn't. with the team, yeah. as well, because it was it was a team, it was a team effort. It was a team. You can feel a little bit better about it. I feel like you know, it's kind of tough to say. Me personally, I'd feel better about that. I'd feel more gratified. I think, yeah, with I think. That kind I, of think win. I think the trick in me even deciding between the two is I don't think um, Dallas fans or Miami fans truly deserved either out, like either, because Dallas fans are very, very finicky. And like the, you have the the Mav fan for life hashtag MFFL and shit, and they're they're diehards. And it was really cool seeing the Mavericks win after me growing up and having tenth row seats for five dollars and seeing them get fucking destroyed by the Knicks with Derek Harper and shit. Wearing your Roy, Roy Tarpley jersey. Yeah, yeah. And just and they were so they were like extremely bad. So it was really rewarding having a title. It's a little bit bitter not having two just because it went out on that other team on the heat. Yeah. Um so I I don't think anybody would say they'd rather choose the wrong way. If we're defining it as that it'd be the right way. But, you know, four rings is four rings. Four rings is four rings. Like I don't look at um the Warriors the same. Now Warriors did not go out and get the rants. And kept winning with just their core. Cool. Remember, their whole core technically had been draft picks. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that I would still I would respect them even more. But them getting Durant, I'm like, you you didn't need Durant the first time around. Right? Yeah, but I think that was also. I mean, Durant took a cut to get there too, right? Yeah, he like, was so, he was like, Jason. Like that's Durant's Durant. Mm-hmm. It's lining up. It wasn't there lining up for Durant. The other I have other issues with the Warriors. And yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. We, we talked about it earlier. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. So Houston whoops their ass. So moving on, there's only a few names on here that I really want to talk about, but the quick notes would be uh, Chris Johnson, former Titan running back. Oh, wow. East, East Carolina, properly retired. Oh, yeah. Sure. Um, sure, just yeah. how electric he was. He was so great that one was year. Was it CJ2K? Like, yeah, dude. He was, yeah, CJ2K when he broke 2,000 yards. Yeah. And and was well, Chris Johnson was ever really a running back when you were watching, right, Josh? No. So he, when he came out, I heard he, ran, name, he, he ran, he came out running like a four two eight forty coming out of the draft. Super, super fast. Insanely fast. And when he played the Titans team that he happened to play on, he broke 2,000 yards rushing. Was he the first player ever to break 2,000 or just the no, first one first in a while or yeah. something like that? The dude, when he got in the open field, was just fucking lightning. It was crazy. And then he just, he didn't fall off. I think he just got too many miles on him. Yeah. Uh, that was the beginning of running backs the having split a shelf. Backs. Yeah, that was the, when you start splitting uh, your committee up. Because then they have Lindell White as well to kind yep. of. Yeah, and Lindell was so spare. Yeah. But it was the perfect you know, punch and punch and run. Uh, Marshawn Lynch, speaking of punching and running, <laughs> uh, he's stupid fast. He's just here so he won't get fined. He's Marshawn Lynch is 
is uh, is big time mood. So it's the most chill dude. I came in at peak Lynch. Peak peak media Lynch too, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, no, I came in about a year before peak media Lynch, but Lynch was a beast from the yeah. logo when I heard like yeah. beast mode or whatever he was. Uh, like, he was prime. His college uh, career and coming out into the NFL was a lot of fun to watch because he's always been a goofy asshole. You miss like a word you'd use to describe your game, and he's like fast. Nah. nah. Stupid fast and like it was that <laughs> shit. Like I, it was Rich Eisen did a thing with him on ESPN when he was in Buffalo, and it was hit, it was Marshawn Lynch taking him to all the hot spots in Buffalo. So they went to like an Applebee's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that seems about right. Uh, Marshawn Lynch was great. Uh, Jonathan Stewart. What do you mean to you as a Panther fan? I don't know. I mean, I like Jonathan Stewart. He did have a costly fumble in the Super Bowl and shit that really hurt us, but. He had a couple of course, these fumbles. But as a whole, a 10-year player in the NFL, well, he played 11. 11. Sure. He, 10 was with the Panthers, one with the Giants. For a solid running back, that's, that's you don't hear about that these he days. He was a long-lasting running back in the age of short shelf life, yeah. which is something. I liked him when he was in Oregon. I like. I mean, I to, answer your que- yeah, to, to answer your question overall, yeah, I like Stewart. I, like, I hated uh, D'Angelo Williams. Here's my take. Um, when they decided to pay both D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart, <laughs> I thought they should have cut bait with D'Angelo Williams and just r- ran with Jonathan Stewart. Yeah, 100%. 100%. D'Angelo's a weird cat for me. because He also cried. He's still crying to, to this day. That's <laughs> so much shit. Um, the, uh, the big one I wanted to go over, I'm going to skip over Jerry Macklin because I really don't care. Uh, so Mac we didn't really not, properly yeah. talk about Rob Gronkowski. Okay. Um, and, yes. sti- and statistically, he's not... The best tight end of all time, right? Because if nothing else, Tony Gonzalez played for forever, and Tony Gates is still playing. Yeah, um, and those I like Tony guys. Gonzalez, man. Uh, do y'all think Rob Gronkowski is the top three tight end of all time? I don't know enough tight ends to be able to give you that answer. In in your watching time, <laughs> it's got to be a yes, right? Yes. Okay. In my watching time, absolutely. Jeremy like, Shockey, number one. Jesus <laughs> but I mean, you got you got guys like Shannon Sharp, who was a beast. Yeah. Mark Chamorro, even though he's a shit. I mean, person. But Shannon Sharp's career hit, it ended early because he got injured or something, right? Was it Sterling? Was it Sterling? Sterling. Both of them. That's right. Sterling was they on Green Sharp day. after all. Yeah. That's just the way it goes. Um, I think um, Frank Wycheck was awesome. You know, you God, Frank Wycheck. There, there are some really good tight ends. Bill Bates. <sighs> Bill Bates. <laughs> um, I mean, the two top tight ends when I first came in were Gronk and Jimmy Graham. Yep. Because and, he was at uh, New Orleans. And I think Jimmy Graham is good, but I think he benefited from Drew Brees. And I guess you could say system. Gronk probably could benefit from his, but I think the difference was Gronk was so good that. Before he, before the Patriots utilized him the way they did, tight ends just didn't line out wide like that, and and that was a forty chess move by the Patriots, and it was like cool, put a safety on him, put a corner on him, put a linebacker. It doesn't See matter because that, that, that dude's big lad. Yeah, because yeah, he's, 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 he's either going to be faster than you as a linebacker, or he's bigger than you as a safety in a corner. He's going to body you down and catch the ball. And I think that that's where his legacy is, that he kind of revolutionized the position. Yeah, I think so, too. To being a down-the-field, over-the-middle type threat. Now you see guys like a Travis Kelsey that that, that does it. Jimmy Graham does the same thing. Um, Or simply that you don't have to 
you don't have to sacrifice um, stretching the football field or your passing game by putting a tight end on the field necessarily because Gronk could also run block. He wasn't yeah right. He wasn't uh, as aggressive as Aaron Hernandez. We'd find out later, but um, <laughs> very aggressive. Don't go to his house. Uh, but the but. I mean, those those two Iowa tight ends are going to be taken in the first round, almost for sure. Definitely. And if it wasn't for Gronk, I don't think that happens. If it wasn't for Gronk, I don't think Fant gets drafted. Really? Uh, well... Or at least not in the first not round. Not in the first round. Right. Because Fant is very much the down-the-field threat, faster-than-hell yeah. type of tight end. Hawkinson is... Uh, he's... He's more of an, a more well-rounded tight end. He can block pretty well as well. Um, I think the thing that's going to hurt Gronk's legacy is his uh, the longevity. It, you know, he only played what eight, seven, eight years, and then he was hurt a ton. So uh, yeah. to, to yeah, call him the best, and, and that, and that yeah, might, yeah, I don't, I don't consider him. The yeah, if he's if he's healthy and he plays another five years. He's breaking every record. Yeah. And I don't doubt that he probably owns some record of, like, touchdowns per catch. Like, like yeah, every, if you're looking, like, averages. Catch-to-touchdown ratio, I bet you he's up there. Number one, you, we all agree, Tony Gonzalez? Right? I think Tony Gonzalez is the best. who will be number, number two, then? Uh, not Todd Eep, right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, it would be that's hard. Like, would it be uh, a Greg Olson? You think Greg? Would you? Would you rank uh, no, Greg Olson I, I, in the top I, I, five? I don't think Greg Olson breaks past Jason Witten. Okay. Yeah, because Witten's definitely up there yeah. for his longevity. Yeah. Um, you gotta look at a oh, guy. Oh, like what about Gates. Antonio Gates? Antonio, Antonio Gates, Gates is probably could be number two. Yeah, he was. He's he right was up, up there. there. Could be number two. Him, Jimmy Graham, and Gronk were the top three when I first started. Right up there. Ten years and ago. Gates, Ten years ago, Gates, Tony Gates. Gonzalez and uh, Antonio Gates ruined fantasy football if they had a tight end slot because they were the only two that you so could consistently do. And then Witten was like your third, usually. Yeah. And there might be another one floating in there that I'm forgetting. Tahib. Tahib was Tahib. always good. Brent Selleck from, uh, from Philadelphia. Give, yeah. I'll give Gronk the yeah. third overall. Only reason being is because of any body uses the Vince Lombardi trophy as a bat. You heard about that, right? Yeah. Right. yeah he put, <laughs> he put a fucking dent, and it's and you know what? That dent is permanent. Like yeah. they're not redoing it. Like so, it's <laughs> part of the history now. It is, and <laughs> and and yeah, luckily they make a new one for every Super Bowl. But in the New New England Trophy case, appropriately, yeah. there's gonna be a dent in that thing because it was so critical in that game. That is too funny. Um, moving on uh, from Mike Warner. Thank y'all for coming. Um, of course, we were gonna talk uh, about. The NFL draft. So we're reporting on the 25th of April. Uh, so the draft starts tonight. Yeah, round one is tonight. By the time it gets uploaded, the first round will be over. So this segment isn't meant to be necessarily a like guess who's going to land where, who's going to land here. We can kind of talk about that a little bit because I want to talk about a few prospects in particular. Uh, but let's start with something simple. Um, NASA, what are the Panthers... Uh, what do you want the Panthers to do? In the first, and you know, you can say the first round or the whole draft, whichever one you like. Yeah, no, definitely. I know our biggest needs is definitely an Ed Rusher. You know, we definitely need a defensive end. And you and twenty other teams. Yeah, it's a good and, draft and to have. That it is. It is a good draft. Yeah, there's, um, there's, and look where there's twenty good <laughs> So I'm thinking we're picking sixteen. We have seven overall picks. Rumbling that you know on the news like sports talk radio. 
is that we're going to go, it's up in the air. Either we're going to go DE or an offensive lineman. I mean, that's, that's one important. of the two. Yeah, I know. I just, because there's not a, a clear shot. So I guess if we draft an offensive tackle or an offensive lineman or a DE, I think the Panther fans, even myself, would be good with it. But don't be surprised in the second round if Will Greer. Still around. He's, he's, a, still around. he's a Charlotte kid, too. He's a Charlotte kid. We'll grab him because. We don't know about Cam Newton's shoulder. And if it goes down again, that is, what, three shoulder issues within two years? Yeah. Throwing shoulder issues? Wouldn't you say you rubbed dick with, dicks with somebody in the bathroom that knew something about his shoulder? Yes. Give up your source. I don't give a shit. No, it was, uh, it was uh, New Year's <laughs> Eve. Yes. They said the shoulder is, like, like fucked. Meaning that like there's like nothing holding it like together. It's like... Almost similar to the yeah. Andrew Luck situation. Yeah, but... Because he had some... Pretty big problems with his shoulder because they were talking about retirement. The, the problem with the problem with the Panthers is that we needed Cam because I don't know why, but we needed him. We rushed him. Andrew Luck also had a. I think his surgery was a little blot. What blot, uh, botched? Botched. Yeah, they screwed it up. They screwed it up a little bit, so he had to go to Europe or something. And so, <laughs> yeah, he did. So, he went to Germany. Yeah, he went to Germany. He or something. went to London and Germany. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what it was a uh, a year and a half, right? Was Andrew was Luck completely out for a year and a half, almost two full years? Yeah. Cam Newton with his shoulder injuries, what was he out? Six weeks? Maybe. <laughs> you know, all off season? So I think that's where the Panthers might have effed up. But I'll tell you this um, if if a good quarterback is still available in the second round, I see the Panthers. There's going to be quarterbacks available. Yeah, I think, I see I the think it'd be smart for him. Yeah. yeah. And I won't mind that. I mean, I like Cam, okay, but if we can get a Will Greer that. Might maybe uh, well at but, worst at worst you turn it into what the Patriots turned every backup quarterback they've had into which is hundred percent and, and and Marty Herney also did say that in one of his press conferences we have not in the last eight years brought on quarterbacks to reproduce them or, or whatever use them um, to reproduce them not reproducing making quarterbacks to um. <laughs> To uh, it's just develop, it's develop them. I'm yeah. sorry. It's, it's, it's Matt Moore and Garrett Gilbert fucking to try to create a better quarterback. <laughs> Trying to see if they can create something to, better than yeah, you. Yeah. Like to, to develop them to maybe use them for trade bait. Well, and, 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 and some sort of bait. And what you said made, is interesting to me too because do you get an offensive lineman to protect Kings? I think that's a smart move. Or do you get someone that you need like an edge rusher because you played the Falcons twice a year, the Saints mm-hmm. twice a year? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And what's probably still going to be a potent offense in the Buccaneers twice yeah. a year. So, because Winston's still going to be trying to eat them W's, right? Even and and it's good. And and it it it's easier to for edge rusher to make a difference against the Bucks, but they also have an entirely new staff, right? It's also easier for I think for edge rusher to make a, an immediate immediate impact for sure. Unless yeah. And even though unless you're that bad at the offensive line, you know there's some there's some instances where like. The offensive line picks when the Cowboys got Zeke were huge because yeah. Yeah. it immediately helped out. And those guys generational talents. Yeah. Though. And even though Cam got his ass whooped this year with the offensive help, our defense, I mean, we couldn't even pressure. I mean, we had fun. Ooh, Julius Peppers, who was 50 years old on one end, we had somebody, no name really on the other end. We need. We need that power. When, when Keekley's constantly on his back heels because. Means that everything else has gone wrong. Yeah. Well, do you think that they they uh, put Bruce Irvin down in the uh, in the deep in defensive end? True. It'd be smart, but he shouldn't. 
if he's going to be an edge rusher, though, I think, I think he proved with Seattle that he wasn't a hundred like that he wasn't a full time pass rusher, right? That he's, sure. he's used in. Dozens. But I think we're switching to the three four too this year. Really, I think so. That's why we got Bruce Irvin. Bruce sure. Irvin was a three four. Well, I think I think frankly, especially against the division, you're going to be running out of nickel anyways. So yeah. the four down. I'm not going to even say linemen, but those four that line up against the offensive line are going to be any mixture of two, two defensive, defensive tackles, tackles and then two, two linebackers. Ends, two linebackers, yeah. uh, a, a second strong safety and a linebacker, like any variation of it. So Maybe one D-tackle, two defensive ends and a linebacker. Or three yeah. D-tackles yeah. and one linebacker. Yeah, there's a million ways to do it. Yeah. Um, we'll see. But I'm definitely going to be up at least until the 16th pick. But I'll tell you... Um, We'll see what happens. I mean, I, I it's going to have to be up later when they trade down. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. Who knows? I'll tell you this. God, that's that's annoying. Will they trade down? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I, I forgot what pick I was really excited about. I think it was last year or the year before, but it was the 30th pick of God. I can't remember what team it was. And I was like, oh, I think this is where they're going to get whatever. And then they traded back, and it was like, well, this is fucking useless. And they didn't get another pick from. For another ten or fifteen like until the next days. day. Now that they're doing their thing, yeah. Um, Josh, I know there's not a pick for the first round for the Bears. First two rounds, round. right? Because you got Khalil Mack, correct? Which is worth it. Um, and if I was going to do the Cowboys, which I'm not, um, you would have. They don't have it either because they have Mark Cooper, pick. which was worth it. Yeah. Um, what do you want to see the Bears do uh, in the draft in I particular? Think- I think we'll trade our third round pick for a couple of fours or fives, just to add extra picks. Is that their first pick? Is the third, third round? Yes. That is wild. Yeah, we traded up last year to get Anthony Miller, who ended up being a great signing. And if he can stay healthy this year, which he will more likely stay healthy this year as opposed to last, like it's yeah. a fucking great trade as well. Who was Anthony Miller again? Wide receiver. Yeah, that's right, that's right. He was like their slot guy. As soon as, as soon as he got hurt, we lost options massive. Like, as soon as he got hurt is when we started looking like shit offensively because he offered something. Even when he weren't getting the ball, whatever he was doing off the ball, I don't even know exactly what he was doing, but he was doing enough to make us win games. I felt like he always opened up the middle whenever he was in there, and other than that, people were able to leverage the two receivers, which weren't that great. Or they weren't game breakers. They pushed him out, and then there was that was it. And Allen Robinson's best games were when Miller played. Yep. When he didn't play, A-Rob was left almost on his own because there was only him and Taylor Gabriel. Like, it was that when Miller didn't play, it was when Cohen tended to go off out of the back. So, yeah. like, we, he was a great trade. I think we'll trade our third back so we can get more picks in terms of volume. And I think we'll probably look at a running back at some point just to add competition. We'll look at a tight end at some point just to add depth. And we'll probably look for... After that, it's a very defensive draft anyway, from what I can gather. Yeah. So I think that they'll probably look at maybe an edge just to have one because it's a good draft for it. And I think they'll also look at bolstering that secondary because it's a it's an aging secondary at this point. Other think, than Eddie Jackson, obviously. Yeah, I think I think... When you get to where the Bears are, which is a very critical point in the plateau where they're either going to fall off uh, a la Jags or they're going to try to build on it. And having that depth, which on the offensive line, for instance, the Jags didn't have, completely dismantles you. Yep. The Bears aren't built the exact oh God, same way. But if the Bears' offensive line, for instance, didn't have the depth and it fell apart, 
Mitch and that spot. staff yeah. isn't going to be able to do anything, no, no matter no what the defense. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, to a, a, it's a depth it. draft, and I think they'll trade back with that. I don't think we'll be doing anything with it. I think we'll trade it back to add. Yeah. Oh, you only. I mean, having only five picks, I think they might be the only team that has less than six. Yeah. No, Seattle has no, five. But didn't Seattle just trade Frank Clark? So they might have another extra draft pick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, yeah. yeah. So but either I'm, way, that's I am so certain slim. they trade that third. There's no I pace prefers fourth and fifth anyway, and all of his success stories tend to come from there. Well, so I think they'll probably just gamble on getting it right again. And, and the, the other does or not. The other side of that might also be if you get quality guys that you can develop, that's great. But salaries are going to become due for some of those guys on defense too. So if you really want to mm-hmm. keep them, having a four-year down the road, four-year linebacker that is your utility linebacker that you know can perform and do what you need to do or what your defense needs to do. That you got in the fourth or fifth round. That you got the fourth or fifth round. That you're paying 1.5 to on a second deal at the most. Exactly. And that's that's the kind of thing we have with Eddie Jackson, too. When Eddie Jackson's contract runs out, if he continues in the trajectory he's going, he's going to probably be the highest paid safety in the league at that point if he continues in it. And he was the fifth round pick. That's so crazy to me. People didn't want to risk it. Well, it was the injury, right? Yeah, people didn't want to risk it. And the flip side is, while it would be costly if he got hurt and his career's over because his ACL actually isn't there, you know, it's just, right. it just evaporates like the tight end for the Bears. Um, <laughs> you still are only out on a rookie deal, a fifth rounder. As shitty as it is that Eddie Jackson doesn't get paid. The ACL's just living somewhere with Dewan Blair's ligaments. Yeah, it got it was on this thing. it was that snapped and Thanos didn't take his whole body, just took his ACL's ligament. Yeah. yeah. But I mean we did Dewan we did a good Blair. job in the offseason too. Like I'm happy with Clinton Dix. Him and Eddie Jackson have a rep together anyway. I guess they played together in Alabama. Yeah. They are super excited to be together and a happy team is a winning team. And so. and, and not to to, I don't want to divert too much because I'm going to go back to the Jags, but the interesting part about Alabama defensive players, in case I don't think you do know, but the way Alabama's defense is taught is the way that offenses are taught in the NFL, which is their playbook is as big or bigger, and they break down their it's, – it's the most educated defense in college football maybe even in all of football period because there's no way the NFL does as thorough of a job as Nick Saban does there's some guys that probably do here and there but there's everyone in the field that isn't a defensive lineman that comes out of Alabama is taught how to read every single play and the exact thing they need to be calling in that situation which is usually why they're a top 10 defense at any given time to have both of them at the back yeah, it's going to be good. And Mac and Hicks at the front. It also helps when you get the best recruits it's, in the it, country. It, 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 yeah, it definitely. And <laughs> was, it might, Roquan, was Roquan Smith? No, he was Georgia. Georgia but, Georgia, but that defense mm-hmm. at Alabama, that way, that's Georgia's head coach now. So Georgia and Georgia. Alabama are both now producing. So he's he's, a, he's yeah. an Alabama project. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Saving project. I got a quick question. Who is the player on Chicago that – Blew out his knee, like Zach Miller. Zach, Zach Miller. Oh, he he's, he's done. Yeah, he actually Sorry. retired officially. This yeah, year. that knee was like already like, was like laying on the ten yard. Because he almost lost his leg, right? That was the yeah. Story. yeah. What happened? Did it like break and it cut like an artery or something? Essentially, yeah. He bent it in such a way that everything inside that part of the leg ripped in half. His yeah. leg basically got Mortal Kombat fatality. Like it got yeah. like, just yeah. and he just landed on it. Right, like no one hit him. Right, he just jumped and landed. That was the way he went down. Yeah. What's funny is that they actually transferred that leg to Alex Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Alex Smith, man. Um, 
So, Kyle, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> are at a weird spot. Number um, seven, man. It's a they're, weird they're, spot. They're up there that high after a really, really bad year. Before you get into who they should or who you'd like them to look at or what they need to draft, do you have faith in the front office and Tom Coughlin to make the right picks? No. Um, is that because you see also how the Giants ended the last four years Coughlin was there and that they can't? Kind of. Uh, the problem is that now we've got a, we've got a very forward-thinking OC. Uh, DiFilippo, he he would almost want to go a little bit more pass-heavy than run-heavy. Yeah. Run Coughlin is very much, we want to bang it out on the ground. Uh, I can see some some issues right there. Uh, I've got some ideas of what I want them to do, but I ultimately, honestly, I wouldn't mind if they went offensive lineman with the seventh pick, but, you know, the one that they've been talking about is Jawan Taylor, who they'd be drafting a right tackle with the seventh pick, and he's got red flags because of his weight and his knee and his back. So I, that's a bit of a risky pick for me. Um, I feel better about somebody like Jonah Williams from from uh, Alabama because um, I don't think I don't think that there's much of a, a talent drop between pick seven and pick sixteen where and Williams is supposed to fall somewhere in, in between there. Especially in in a draft that looks to be so uh, edge rusher and it's weird that the that your receivers, running backs, and offensive linemen in general are devalued as much as they used to be. Yeah. So it allows sixteen to be the new seven. But to your point, too, right tackles aren't something you pick highly. No. Right tackles are left tackles that don't work out. Yeah. You know, like yes. Yeah. And there's other needs. I mean, obviously that is that is a big need. Is we don't have a right tackle right right now. We saw how decimated the line was last year. Uh, we could use depth, and I think that there's picks that you can make later on. I know that you said that we can't talk about this, but what I would love them to do <laughs> is trade down to, to somebody like in Atlanta in the 14th spot. Um, and <laughs> to wish to trade back. <laughs> the reason for that is, to be clear, uh, for anybody that's listening, if you followed literally any team's blog, writers, whatever else... Every team in the first round. The first round is at least the last place any team wants to be because everybody wants to fucking trade out of it. Always. And only because, if nothing else, it's the smart play, right? Mm-hmm. But if everybody's trying to trade back, then yeah. no one trades back. Or it's just... Well, see, I think that Atlanta would be a pretty good dance partner. Apparently, they're really, really interested in Ed, Ed Oliver. Which, if, if he's there at seven, he's not going to be there much longer. Exactly. So I think that we could trade... Swap first rounds, maybe get a third and a fourth as well in there. Use that for depth. Move back to the 14th spot, and then I could see us drafting somebody like a TJ Hawkinson or a Noah Fan at tight end, which we Mm. desperately need a tight end, especially with the DiFilippo um, offense. We saw it up in Philadelphia where Nick Foles used Zach Ertz all the fucking time. Exclusively. Yeah. (laughs) We don't have a guy. Our number one tight end right now is Jeff Swain. He's had 26 catches in his career. We need yeah. We we need a guy, and then we can go into the second round maybe and take like a Chris Lindstrom out of out of Boston College 
uh, to, to be an offensive lineman. I can't believe you've ever wanted someone from Boston He's College. a good That's lineman, disgusting. man. disgusting. He is. <laughs> so is there a spot in which you wouldn't want to trade further back? And and here's a, a really dumb hypothetical that's not going to happen. The Texans are shopping Jadavion Clowney, right? If the Texans said, hey, uh, Jacksonville, here's Jadavion Clowney. Here's our first-round pick at 23. So they're also looking to trade Clowney, by the way. They just said that. That's what he just that's said. Exactly what I just oh, said. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just talking Speaking about hypotheticals. So if they move back to 23, they'll get obviously some more picks in there. I don't think that they. I don't think that the Texans would. would is, is there t- is there a spot besides the Texans point? I was just making an example. That makes it a little bit more interesting if you're going to give us Clowney right. too. Put him as an edge rusher because that's that's kind of another. Um, position of need with Calais Campbell getting a little bit older. Right. Um, needing to put somebody on the other side of Yannick Ngakwe. And someone that can stand up and actually cover a little bit. Yeah. And make yeah. it interesting. But I guess uh, the question would mostly be I don't, is there a spot if it's a fair value trade that you wouldn't want to go past? I really don't want to get out of the top 15. I really don't because we do have glaring needs where, you know, Getting an elite player would be wonderful. But if if you got if you still, got you've still to, got to get an elite player in the top fifteen, right? And you got to right. Well, yeah. and and you've got to hope that if you trade back, that that second round pick you also picked up or the third round ends up being literally anything coming good. That's yeah. true. That's true. I mean, I really don't want to drop out of the top fifteen. I think it's understandable, and I think you can get value by trading back down a couple of things as well. Yeah, like, and I, th- I think that that's the best play is to drop down to like a thirteen or fourteen or fifteen, and try to add a couple picks, maybe a second and a fifth, or maybe a third and a fourth, you know, yeah. and try to uh, try to add some depth that way because we do need depth. We we desperately need depth, mm-hmm. and um, I don't think they're going to do anything receiver wise. I think that they're they're kind of set with their receivers between Marquise Lee coming back and Keelan Cole good. and D.D. Westbrook and we picked up Chris Conley. And you got some solid players. You got a good quarterback, too. I, you have the potential to have a fucking sick offense. Right. Especially if, if it works out. We need a tight end. <laughs> we need a tight end to do it. And if if your offense coordinator is given free reign, too, and he's a bright mind like everybody thinks he is, the value doesn't have to be high on players to get there. And yeah. The retiring Jerry Macklin is literally going to be the only thing I was going to say about him is, wow, how a system can make a player. Yeah. Um, I think uh, speaking of kind of building depth, uh, I wanted to cover the four couple players I wanted to go over in the draft. I wanted to talk about a little bit of the AAF teams. Okay. Or rather well, the, AAF, the AAF players. Well, the Orlando Apollos, the reigning AAF champions. No, on the draft. They, you didn't pick your place. I don't have a team, pal. I thought you liked the Cowboys. Not really. Uh, I mean, like, if Jerry Jones dies, if, if, if we reevaluate once Jerry Jones dies, then... How about we do this real quick before we It's like Blackpool for me. How about we do this real quick? Our one only... What the fuck you think Arizona Cardinals is going to do? You really think I, they're going to hurry? I'm pretty excited to see whether. But you still got friggin' Rose, man. Train. They're going to get another first round pick out of him because he's still a, got a ton of value. There was a really a good first quarterback. rounder for him. You think? He's better than some of the other quarterbacks. Dude, I think he's a good quarterback. quarterback. I think the stupid. I think Josh Rosen might be the best quarterback in this draft overall. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. 
Yeah. Someone else posted said something about that too. I think I think there's a really interesting flowchart, which is like you don't pick Kyler Murray and let's say Rosen isn't good, you're fucked, right? If you pick him and Rosen yeah, isn't yeah, good, yeah, you're not fucked. If Rosen's think... good, then cool, you've now got two good quarterbacks. And, and Kyler Murray's, Murray's good. good. Murray's great. The the Rosen is yo Rosen is good, man. Do you? I don't the, know. The, the 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 question is, if you had to drive to work. And you drove in your nice uh, Toyota 4Runner, right? That's dependable. It's got kind of spare gas mileage, but it's okay. You're driving. Or if you had to drive to work in one of those cars that breaks the land speed record, you're going to get to work faster, but there's also the chance that it really fucking blows up. Which one do you choose? <laughs> you choose probably the Toyota, right? So I think a lot of people see Kyler as that very boomer bust guy. I still kind of think so of Rosen a little bit like that just because Rosen didn't have a great year last year, but neither did Jared Goff. Yeah. I think that Rosen's way more of the traditional quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, anybody you put on the Arizona Cubs last year is just Well, the, those lines are getting blurred. The traditional quarterback thing is yeah. getting blurred across the league. I think Rosen is a – both quarterbacks can play in any kind of offenses you give them, I think. The only difference being that Rosen, because Rosen's not a slob athletically, he can no. still go, but it's like he's not Aaron Rodgers, he's not Tom Brady, he's somewhere healthy in between. Maybe Romo when he's running for his life. I think the Giants, <laughs> Giants should trade the seventeenth pick. They're only the asking, they're only asking for a second now for Rosen. Oh, then I will, so maybe, I maybe, maybe, the yeah, so maybe the Panthers will trade their second. For Rosen. Oh, you're pie in the sky oh, right now. That is pie in the sky. But Woo. but I think that there's... That. I mean, there, there's... I'm sure you would. I don't think you're laughing. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. Yeah. I don't think the Panthers are smart enough. Um, so some of the AAF players that I highlighted here that I thought were interesting um, that could provide depth. Some of them might never even make the roster, but uh, two of them I'm going to pair together. Luis Perez and John Wolfer, right? So Luis Perez was a guy that everybody said was hidden on the practice squad for the Rams. But when he when he started playing really well for the Birmingham Iron, well, he's the Eagles now. That matches the system. I think he's still a pretty average quarterback. But the Rams, if that's what the case was, supplemented it with John Wolford from the uh, the hot, hot shots. And Wolford is a baller, and I think that's awesome for the Rams. Even though he'll probably never see the field. No, he's got. Really he's not even going to be their backup. He'll be the third string. Yeah, behind Bortles. Is Bortles there now? Bortles signed a one-year contract. There's no way that Wolford doesn't get over Bortles. Right? Bortles is going to be your number two behind Goff. Um, yeah. Hope Goff gets hurt so they have wait, to go Bortles, Bortles. Uh, Wait, Blake Bortles is out uh, on Jacksonville? No. IOB ends up rolling up. Where the hell been, man? Was this when I was traveling somewhere? Well, I guess when you're off the podcast, you don't listen to anything. <laughs> uh, he's with the Rams. Signed uh, a one-year, $1 million deal. Wait, why not? I'm trying to put a steal. Um, for tight end. Uh... Rashad Ross, uh, the receiver for the Hot Shots that fucking balled out, is with the Panthers, which is, I think, a great pick because it's immediate, an immediate slot threat and immediate dude you can pair with McCaffrey in an offense, yeah. whether it be with the Jet screens. I don't know who the Panthers' number one receiver is going to be this year. I don't think they have one, do they? No, I think, I think it's going to be DJ Moore. They're going to make DJ. DJ yeah. Moore has the potential of being number one. DJ Moore is the heir apparent so far, but yeah. he's still got to prove it. Sam was going to be tight. We have a t- I think I'll... Why receive a question? The, uh, the Memphis Express is Demarcus Gates, uh, who balled out at linebackers with the Redskins, which I think is a great signing. Um, the uh, reigning champion, Garrett Gilbert, is the backup for the Browns, which is uh, something. 
You're gonna it's have a bummer to... that he's got to sit behind Baker because the Bake Show. I need to get maybe Gilbert can show him a thing or two about yeah. Uh, uh, Keith Reeser, uh, who was the cornerback for the Apollos that had like three pick sixes, was like on fire. He's back with the Chiefs. They had originally gotten him off that practice squad, but okay. he's the Chiefs have bolstered their entire defense this offseason. And they're the probably going to be Clark and- Frank Clark and uh, what's his face after getting ready to D Ford. They got a, uh, another guy too. I can't remember the name. Um, uh, Charles Johnson, the Apollos receivers with the Eagles. Of course, he'll probably do great there. Carter Schultz, uh, the Salt Lake Stallions, little bitty white defensive end, got signed by the Vikings, which is the most fitting shit for the Vikings ever, yeah. is white defensive ends. So he'll probably go on and to have a great year. He'll be crispy. Uh, Kenneth Farrow went to the Dolphins. The Dolphins signed a shit ton of players, which shows just the picks. The, the shit show that's the, in Miami. The fact that they signed an offensive lineman from the AAF is just telling at all. Yes, it is. Uh, but they brought uh, J. Ron Elliott, who is the commander's defensive end, who is really good. And I think J. Ron Elliott was a guy that beheaded uh, what's-his-face, oh, yeah. Urkovici. And then Kenneth Farrow from the commanders, the running back, went to the Dolphins. Greg Ward, receiver, went to the Eagles. That's awesome. And uh, the greatest quarterback probably in the AAF, Logan Woodside, went to the Titans, which is a uh, just like a chef-kiss fingers for match on play style behind Mariota. I be perfect hope fit. he fails miserably. Because you're a Jacks fan. Though. Yes, I don't um, want the Titans to do anything. So uh, we talked a little bit about the first overall pick. I only want to go a couple more minutes, and then we're going to kick uh, Nasta out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you want? I'll let you all actually choose here. Running backs are devalued. We can talk running back class if you want. Uh, the overall quarterback class we can talk if you want, or the receiver class. What are y'all more interested in? Because I'm only going to do one of them. Oh, fuck me. I just closed all my goddamn tabs. <laughs> Why y'all are deciding? Take your time. Okay. I don't give a shit. Well, what, Is it this class or just in general? Oh, this class. This class. This class. I don't... I, I just know about the... Shit. Let's talk I guess, quarterbacks, I guess. We can talk, okay, let's talk quarterbacks. So um, there. So we, we talked about Kyler Murray, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to list off the next 10 or so that I think are consensus best quarterbacks available sure. that are on the board. Are you um, doing it in order after Kyler Murray? You just don't. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to put it in. I'm going to put it in order, uh, but I'm also going to leave the discussion not on a point by point. We'll kind of figure it out as we go through. Uh, so Dwayne Haskins from Ohio State, Drew Locke from Missouri. Will Greer from West Virginia, Daniel Jones from Duke, Jordan Ta'amu from Mississippi or Ole Miss, Brett Ripien from Boise State, Tyree Jackson from Buffalo, Gardner Minshew from Washington State, Jared Stidham from Auburn, uh, and we'll just round it out with Ryan Finley from North Carolina State. Um, Daniel Jones is who I really kind of wanted to talk about because from Duke, yeah, because there's not a more bang average. It happens every fucking year. Where a quarterback gets overhyped. Yeah. But usually it's because he's done something that makes it overhyped, right? Like yeah. you could agree that maybe Kyler's overhyped because of how fast he is or the media attention from the baseball thing. But Daniel Jones is a. He's a dude. That's he's it. the most boring quarterback of all time, which makes me think he's either going to end up being Tom Brady or he's going to end up being, insert Chad Pennington, but like not good. Where Chad Pennington was good. He's going to be a Rick Meyer. Yeah. I, 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 I just Ryan Leftwich. I mean, Ryan. Ryan. 
Byron. 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 Four times the charm. Yeah, uh, I was going to get it eventually. I think he's probably... Uh, I, think, I think I saw a comparison to him that he's Matt Castle, which is both his good and bad seasons, but yeah. he's just... He's, he's steady, which there's power in that for backup, but to draft him in the first round is not to draft yeah, him back. Yeah, I, I, I would be extremely wary of him as a pick. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, I think it's... Go to the Giants. going to be a baller if he gets to a team that can protect him. Because if he's got, I think, any quarterback, if they get protection, obviously it's a benefit. But there's some guys like Garrett Gilbert, for instance, that are better when they roll out or when the system's designed for them to move. Um, Haskins would have to go to the right system, and I don't know how many of those exist that would fit that mold. Something that I saw that is fairly intriguing to me um, would be not him going to the Giants, because the Giants have kind of cooled on him. They floated both him and uh, there was another player out there, and I think they're only making that. Oh, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, yeah. I've seen them try to go edge rusher um, and get maybe Rashawn Gary in, in a couple of my, uh, my mock drafts. But but what I did see that was intriguing to me was was Haskins going number ten to Denver, P- going behind Joe Flacco for a year, getting some uh, kind of grooming underneath that, and having. Uh, 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 Sutton to be his number one receiver going forward. In the interest of, I'm wanting most of these players to succeed, and I don't like him because he went to Ohio State, but that's besides the point. Denver is the best sounding fit for him in general, and it at least meets that dumb John Elway criteria, which is your stand up tall quarterback that can mm-hmm. chuck it long. Do you think Kylie might be on something? Giants go for Ed Rusher. Because next year, they tanked again this year. You get fucking the kid from Clemson, maybe. Or he's not going to be eligible. He's not eligible. He's, he's a freshman. He's going to be a sophomore. You have to be three years three, out. Three, that's right. Damn. Yeah. Well, suck for two more years. But either way, he'll two have two Tagalo. Two Tagalo. Two of them. Or Tuna, as you said. Yeah, Tuna. Um, tuna. It's the uh, name is Tuna. I, or, think, I think he sucks, actually. Or, um, <laughs> or, the, uh, or, 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 just, or Justin Herbert or any a number of quarterbacks that are coming. Oh, Herbert from uh, Oregon? Yeah, um, yeah. He'll be coming out next year. Yeah. People are high on Will Greer. I think that's understandable. I think he's good. Um, I think. Heard arm strength. Arm strength's um, there, and I I've think... I've heard arm strength is a, is a worry. Right you now. will agree, you think? Yeah, I've See, heard See, watching him, I've never had that inclination, and I don't know if it's because the system makes it think. Take me home, country roads, baby. West Virginia. Fuck West Virginia. I think his arm strength is the last, least of my concern for Walker. His health would be it for me. Everything that I've seen is that he tends to float the long balls. Which could be an issue. I, I, I'm high on Will Greer, but... What offense is he in, though? You know? That, yeah. That's another... We, I keep bringing it back, but... Like, there's the other flip side, which is the arm strength of, like, Tyree Jackson, who has it, and he's, in, like, he's just an all-around athlete. He's Antonio Gates playing quarterback. Mm-hmm. I worry but I don't know about if he can make... Him turning into Paxton Lynch. Yeah. I, I don't... Or I just don't think... I think he's a bigger athletic Johnny Manziel. I don't think he can make the read or the third read. Like oh, you had a read, exactly. And then Brett Ripien, I think, is a sleeper. I think he's an extra sure. being really good. Um, hopefully, he ends up on the right team. I'll tell you, this might be one of the first drafts that's going to be pretty because 
you don't know your one, two, three, four, five, six, seven picks this year. No. Normally, you draft, you know who's a lock in number I, one, you know who's a lock in number two, or maybe number three. I think that, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Who I the think that two are. might be, might have the biggest lock, and that's Joe, uh, Nicky Bosa. Going, yeah, going yeah. to San Francisco. And then, at, what do you think the kid from uh, Kentucky is going to be going? Jet, Jets? God, who knows? No, I could see him going Oakland. I could see him. I could see him going too high for the Raiders and then trying to replace an edge rusher. Mm. I, I, think, I think part of the reason that there's that much flux is what college is putting out, which is an incredible amount of defensive linemen. Yes. And I think the NFL game changing is changing priorities for everybody. Like, obviously, people get too high on quarterbacks because that is obviously the most important position for an offense. But running backs, there's five teams in the league that value them way more than they should. Mm -hmm. And there's five teams that value them way less than they probably should. And then there's everyone else in the middle that's kind of just figuring it out. Mm -hmm. Now, I have seen mocks where Jacksonville in, like, the third round takes um, Washington out of Memphis. The running back? Running back Mm -hmm. uh, for depth. And then possibly in like the fourth or fifth, going after a quarterback and going after either Gardner yeah. Minshew or Jared Stidham. Are you talking about uh, Daryl Henderson? Henderson. Do you think Henderson's going to be there at three? Third round? Might be. Or maybe take him in the second. I really don't like the running back class now that I look at it. There's not a lot, man. There's not. Because you have Benny Snell, who I think is really good, but I also think he's beat up. All right, I think that's going to uh, – I guess we'll check back. Um, and, and the next episode, we'll talk a little bit about the, the picks. The halls. We'll, yeah, we'll talk about the halls, how we did on the draft, what interesting storylines, because it's also going to be post-Premier League, and we're going to kind of talk about um, – Josh is going to do a 10-minute gun memoriam for the – He's going to come and dress up. Josh is going to dress up that day. He's going to be everything. dressing up in, in an all-black suit for their funeral. That, yeah, for, the, for Brighton's funeral. Hey, yeah, I know. We will be recording on the Thursday before the finale. Oh, so you'll see a giant ball of nerves. Or there is no nerves to have. We play Manchester City away at home. So you'll know what your fate is. <laughs> dealt with it. We're already fucked. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Well, before I leave, thanks for adding me for the, the first segment. But one thing i like to uh, say is how about those Carolina Hurricanes and hockey oh. beating. Even though I'm a New York Ranger fan, but it is nice to see... Uh, a local North Carolina pro team that was run by a guy that destroyed the AAF. Talget. You knew what he was doing. He destroyed the Capitals and the AAF. And I have to say, they're playing the Islanders next series, which I hate the Islanders because I grew up a Ranger fan. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting. It's yeah. going to be crazy yeah. with the Hurricanes and Stars in the Stanley Cup. Uh, yo, I got the Stars, man. I like the Stars. All right, you guys. All right, now Enjoy. Have a good one. Say goodbye to the listeners. Goodbye, listeners. I've been talking about wrestling. <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong with that. John C. the baby. <laughs> or the rock. Or the rock. Alright, you guys. Later, Later. Later. Peace. Hi, my name is Joshua Tracy. And I am Corwin Heller. And we are the hosts of a statistics and sports podcast called Juicing the Numbers. We cover the NFL, college football, MLB, and the NHL with anything that we like to talk about in between. If you like sports and the numbers behind it, come check out our show, Juicing the Numbers, on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you find podcasts. Hit us up on Twitter at JuicingPOD. Now that NASA's gone. I knew he was going to slap that door. You did. Okay. <laughs> okay.
so let's round this out with a superstar shakeup discussion. Um, I also wanted to talk about the general state of WWE uh, because I think y'all have some hot takes on it. Um, for me, the shakeup looked like a more appealing conversation before it happened. Yeah. Yep. I'll agree with that. Definitely. Um, I think uh, we have the IC belt and the US championship switching. I thought that was pretty par for the course. I thought that was going to happen. Right. Yeah. I thought it was smart getting Finn over to to the more wrestling-heavy show. Yep. And, um, and also the one that's going to be featured on Fox. He's a very marketable person to go around, so... I think that helps out. I think he's going to eventually be in the main event picture. I think he's got to be. My other thing is that it seems like all the rumors coming out are that Fox are going to get three hours of SmackDown. So how much does that remain wrestling-based? Yeah. Or they go the same route as Raw and it's just two Raws on a different night. Probably. Who knows? But I agree for now it was a great move. From um, now until the Fox move. We had two... <coughs> three, actually. Three gimmick changes. Uh, we had Bobby Roode Going to, to Raw Ro- to and Robert becoming Roode. Robert Roode with I, a shitty mustache. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Me too. He's, it's, I like he it. looks like Rick Roode. It's, it's and I thought that's what they were going for. Yeah. That's what I figured. And I'm sure as it evolves, that's what it's going to end up becoming. That's going to be great. But I'm glad to see him healing because he does his best work that way. Yes. He, he's been a face for so damn long, and I don't know why. He was so good as a, as a, as a yep. heel in NXT. Uh, we also had... Um, and we don't know what show yet, but we had a gimmick change in Bray Wyatt, who's yes. now the Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt. Who's Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers, I've seen people call it uh, child mo- child molester Bray Wyatt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pee-wee Bray Wyatt or Pee-wee Wyatt. Um, I called it uh, recovering alcoholic divorced dad who gets his kids on the weekends Bray Wyatt you did trying um, to convince everybody that he's a changed man <laughs> yeah, yeah now listen I can yeah I, I, just let him here stay till Monday I'll take him to school everything's cool and I was saying to you guys and I know you never watched it or had the displeasure of watching it but anybody who ever <coughs> listens to this show if you've ever watched that YouTube show Don't Hug Me I'm Scared it's literally WWE's version of that weird shit and he's great I'm, I'm loving it I'm pretty sure I've never Grayson seen that YouTube series but I've seen Adult Swim used to have some show that did something similar to that before, and it's incredibly unsettling. Yeah, um, you are. If only because the child's that. voices, they're also in the background. They made it, maybe they're never on screen. It's just fucking weird. And I'm already kind of creeped out by, not kind of creeped out, I'm fucking horrified at dolls and puppets and shit. <laughs> like, that's not my speed. So, like, so he's, this is the scariest that Bray Wyatt's ever been for it's, you. Honestly, yeah. God, yeah. Well, and like, it's not so much the uh, Mercy the Vulture, uh, but that fucking little witch, man. Dolls with eyes that move, I'm out on. What the fuck is her name? Penelope or something? No, it's Penny. After, Penny. Uh, uh, no, not Penny, I'm sorry. Uh, it's Abby, the witch, because it's Sister Abby. Sister Abby, yes. okay. I'm loving it, anyway. I think um, it's going to be awesome. Well, Mercy the Vulture, do it right, yeah. um, if you followed his Twitter account, He's deleted all his tweets except for a bunch of ones that are written like Doctor's Rehab in like an asylum where he was supposedly being rehabbed and the hospital was Mercy. Well, I've also so, saw him. So Waylon Mercy was the inspiration apparently to have seen that. For, for Bray Wyatt, for, yeah. For the, uh, the gimmick. The whole thing's fucking great. I think it's great too. And I, I mentioned it to both of y'all that I think it's going to be uh, a variation of Doink where it's going to be on the face it's one thing. 
uh, and really fucked up on the other. Because if you notice the the help or the hurt, yeah, he no, gloves, it's heal wasn't it? Heal, heal hurt, hurt, heal, and he listens to the hurt before doing the before chainsaw and shit. So I think that's gonna be really interesting. Um, yeah, they might be going full schizophrenic with him. Which yeah. Which is going to be fun. That's a that's a gimmick that we haven't oh, seen gonna yet. going to wind up the sensitive types. It's uh, if taking the piss out of the mental illness. Ain't a lot of people were upset by it because the original Bray Wyatt character was so good, but uh, Taker did pretty good with the biker gimmick. That was a total shift from being uh, an Undertaker <laughs> from, from being dead. From being dead. Uh, so I think it's going to be good for him. Uh, some of the other uh, we had some two hundred five call ups, which I thought were exciting. Buddy Murphy. Uh, Cedric Alexander. More excited for Buddy Murphy in that role. He's a better. He's better on the mic. He's a more compelling character. Yeah. Two hundred five need to do something to bolster their ranks. Losing those two as well. I think there. I, I think the intention is the next. He's going to be filling it at some point because they have like Humberto Carrillo, which I don't know if you've had a chance to watch him, but he comes from a luchador uh, family, like. Not Ultima, it might be Ultimo Ninja is the, the lineage or whatever okay. as one is uh, with the, the dude that they just brought in from, to NXT is his bro- yeah. like cousin or brother too it's, it's from that same Ultimo Ninja family um, he's really talented I don't know if I've never heard him talk Kushido or something Kushida no no I was okay I was talking about someone else okay. so Humberto Carrillo's brother also got signed by WWE this oh, really? week but Kushida in NXT is fucking aces and if they want eyes on 205 Live, that'd be a good way to do it. But it'd also be a major waste of Kushida. I'd feel bad. Uh, who do you want to talk about that moved before we jump into the state of WWE? Because you the list. Yeah, I do. Uh, let me, I'll just run it down. Um, so SmackDown got uh, Roman Reigns, Finn Balor, Elias, Bailey, Ember Moon, Kyrie Sane, Lars Sullivan, Liv Morgan, uh, the aforementioned Buddy Murphy, Chad Gable. Apollo Crews, Snore, uh, Mickey James, and then Heavy Machinery. Uh, and then the third gimmick, I forgot, uh, Raw received the Viking Experience, now the Viking Raiders. Well, I'd also heard that uh, they were penned as the Viking Warriors today. Yeah, yes, they were. Too. So I think whoever's in charge of social media just doesn't understand what the hell. Like they, they are just like, ugh. Sounds right. The Viking experience was the experience of them trying to figure out a name. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Someone submitted, hit submit before they went back and edited experience. Um, and we can talk about that on the state of WWE thing if you want. Uh, Raw got AJ Styles, The Miz, Ricochet. Uh, they did get. Uh, I'll, I'll go cover that. Rey Mysterio, The Uso Brothers, Naomi, EC3, uh, Lacey Evans, Eric Young. Uh, the aforementioned Cedric Alexander, and originally Raw also got Andrade and Aleister Black, and with Selena Vega. Now those three are back on SmackDown because Andrade is with with Charlotte, Aleister's- but also, uh, but also they wanted to have somebody to represent the Hispanic community going into Fox. Yeah, because um, from what I'd heard is they were planning on airing it on that Fox. Yes. Today or whatever. So, and because they did that, uh, Zelina Vega comes with him. Alistair Black is married to Zelina Vega. So they and wanted they to keep Alistair. And, well, yeah. and, and I think that, so Charlotte nixed the, they were engaged rumors because they've only been together for a few months. Yeah, they're just But together. I think people made the wrong assumption because what it was was Fox wanted Andrade. And you can't get Andrade without Zelina, and you can't have Zelina without Alistair. And I think that's how that's it works. That's exactly, that's exactly, that's exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. This is what happens to Charlotte. I think it's also more of a, I think it's more of a ish moment for them because they try and keep people who are couples who are not married away from each other. Yeah, 
So yeah, I which think, is... I think they're bummed out that they actually ended up having Andrade and Charlotte on the same show because I think that's probably why they moved him in the first place. Mm-hmm. I don't doubt it, honestly. That's just... I've been reading online just like the absolute amount of consist like when people would list all the couples and how they would go and yeah. shoot them. Like they split co- they split couples that ain't married. If you ain't married, you ain't being in the same show. They were talking about well, it. Isn't uh, that why Rusev and uh sorry for interrupting, but Rusev and um what's her face interrupted or interrupted. They got married real Got quick. married. Because they were about to split them and they go ah, ah and they just eloped and got married. Well so they, they they were split. Lana, Lana? Yeah, Lana was with Dolph Ziggler at that yes. point. And, oh, storyline. And, and, yeah, and gotcha. Rusev was with... Um, Summer Rae. Summer Rae. But they were, was, I'm sure that was a precursor to getting the move shows. I'm yeah. sure. And then all of a sudden it came out on TMZ that those two, that Lana and Rusev got married. Didn't so they announce it on Instagram? Yeah, like, and, they, and it destroyed, the, uh, destroyed the, the, the entire um, storyline, which was good because it was a shit storyline. Well, um what about Dog Ziggler and him throwing a fish, though? That was that was actually pretty good. <laughs> Dog Ziggler. I don't think you remember it. Dog Ziggler. He got Summer Rae. Dog Ziggler. <laughs> little puppy. Stupid. Um, the Miz was moved just to keep him on USA to promote the, the show. Yeah. Um, Reigns was obviously moved over to be the new number one. How long do you think it takes for him to become the champion? Uh, probably around SummerSlam. I think just that Kofi drops it to, to Kevin Owens. I don't think he does. I think he drops it to Reigns. You think he'll go face face and have? I think they'll try and go face face, but everyone's going to boo the shit out of Roman Reigns. Yeah. See, I don't think they make that mistake. I think they probably have Kofi get fucked by something, but they'll still be upset by Roman. I think what probably happens, it's more likely, is Finn becomes a champion before Roman does, and I think Lars beats Finn. I think Roman destroys the monster Lars and goes IC before he goes main. I think they're going to take their potentially that too. Um, Maybe because because Lars is going to be vanquished by Roman at some point. One of the biggest moves I was happy about was AJ Styles moving to Raw because to me, like he was so just done. Like his matches were half assed. He told every story there was to tell. Like he just there's nothing left for him to do. He That's should be he should be a main event championship caliber dude, and he hadn't been for too long because he just had nothing to do. Like you said, that's like the same reason I was happy. Wealth of shit to do same now. reason I was happy about Roman switching. There's new matchups. Yeah, right? yeah, and they're already into AJ Seth. The only problem, problem I have with Roman moving is I'm so happy that the new day are holding the belt, and now I know it's on a very short time limit because I was hoping that they were gonna even get to the point of free bird in the fucker. And just go, (laughs) but we know it ain't going to happen now because it's on too much of a time limit. And with Fox getting, I I think that, you know what? Roman might win the title the first night that it's on Fox. That is also very possible. Could be, but I I think you might also be undervaluing what Fox might see in having an African-American champion. I think they are also of the argument that New Day are going to sell a shit out of merch regardless, so they're safe. And they're almost too good. Like, they're too safe in a role that they're in to be considered a champion. They don't have a show yet, and they've already determined the fate of Andrade and Aleister Black. By, Aleister Black by proxy, but determined Andrade. I think if there's a single sign that Roman is going to be a bad move for business, as it were, uh, Fox is going to say something. Whether yeah, it's Kofi even, or someone else. They, yeah, they may even put it on Andrade. Yeah, I, I don't think he that they're going to do it more than anything. I don't think they're going to see Roman Reigns as being a bad 
a bad idea. It's just the way that they have to do it because he's as over as he's ever been right now. Yep. He's fighting with Vince McMahon. Yep. Um, it, what you have to do is that you can't have him beat Kofi. You have to get the belt off of Kofi at that point and have... It, it's a perfect right. storm storm with Kevin Owens being being the shit heel at this point and just taking off on, him so quick will be... Maybe that's why, maybe that's, maybe have him feud for for a couple months, or maybe do you know what you do? You have Roman win the the Money in the Bank. He ain't if he cashes in on Kofi though. No, he doesn't. Maybe Kevin Owens. Kevin game. Owens wins it maybe at SummerSlam, and then the Fox deal starts in Mar- in like October, right? October, yeah. So maybe Owens holds it for that time. They have a some sort of. See, I, I, think, I think your line of thinking is right, but I think that it's probably the more likely scenario is he'll... We're not even sure SmackDown. I don't know if they're going to each have their own match with both being split and now on different brands, but if if a SmackDown person wins, who won the last Money in the Bank? Who did win the last one? Braun. Corbin? Is it Braun? It's Braun. So Braun with Raw. So SmackDown yeah, stands to win. Yeah, he t- remember he cashed it in on Brock. Told Brock he was going to... Oh, yeah, and he planned the match. It wasn't like a run or anything. And then yeah. he got that fight. So if Raw won, then SmackDown stands to win. I think it'd be heel at some point cashing in, taking it off coast, Kofi, and then being the transition for Roman. Okay. I think that's probably the more likely... Sure. That's at least the... the if I'm thinking how WWE seems to think, mm-hmm. but they've also been... Pretty unpredictable the last four months. That's so, true. I mean, Kofi's a champion. Daniel Bryan's not been around, so who's hurt say again? He, he's not, but he might also be relatively kind of hurt and saving up for money in the bank. Well, yeah, um, uh, I guess all the things coming out is that Bryan's hurt. Yeah, but we just don't know what to to what extent. It's all those kicks to the head from Kofi. He was stomping the shit out of him. I think, uh, yeah, I think Roman gets it. I don't know if it's even this year. I think there's... I would it, it be, just depends on how hot Kofi stays. I would not be surprised if it coincides with them that first show on, on Fox to make a big statement. You know there's going to be a championship match on that first one on Fox just to make a huge splash. Um, I could totally see it happening at that point. Probably. Who knows? Yeah. I, theorizing. Like, I think that could... I think, I mean, it's, it's definitely just not even fantasy booking. Like you said, theorizing. I think also... It'd be weird to have a bunch of new viewers to Fox that have no idea why a match is going on to see a title change. I think maybe a feud starts, a big feud starts on that first show. But uh, yeah, it's, it's 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 really hard to answer for something that we've never really seen before, right? Like yeah, this is someone as powerful territory because yeah, they've been on different networks before, but never any network as powerful as Fox. Yeah, nor have they had two shows on separate networks that are owned that by two different different co- Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, USA is owned by NBC, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, so we uh, had that in sci-fi, and like that's, they're still on the same family, but then when you get to two totally different major brands owning, yeah, it's totally it's they have the potential to really make things like Survivor Series from twenty twenty onwards fucking fire though. Yeah, because hopefully it just isolates. I'm just hoping yeah. they. It, yeah. It's it's kind of a shame, but I hope they isolate. But I also want to see every other matchup that we're not going to get, so it's like a really weird spot to be. But that's where you start to get really excited about shakeups in the future. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, truly. And I'm wondering how, just how they're going to present those shakeups. 
because yeah, you know, from now on, that's they've weird. done so many different ways in the last fifteen years. Uh, so let's talk. The last thing we'll discuss is the general state of WWE, uh, only because I know we've all watched. Pardon me, we all watched Mania, and then we were all let down, kind of, by the Raw and SmackDown after because it was obvious what they were doing. They're just. They weren't going to play to the to the smarks. Right, they weren't going to play to the smarks, and also they were just trying to have a fun show because, in it, isolated, it was a fun show. It just didn't have any repercussions of anything. Yeah, it was just a good world. It, it, it didn't. It didn't feel like a Rora first episode of a of a new season. Right, exactly. Yeah. Not at all. And that was yeah. the week after. Um, and they're doing so many things that I really like, or that they've never done. Something like. Sami Zayn getting so incredibly meta with this kid of work. Like, it's so great. And it's been phenomenal. It is. The whole him going out there and they're playing the music for him in Montreal and he's just having a blast. And, and you just keep hitting it like four times in a row and then he just takes the biggest shit all over all of them. Yeah. And then some of the same stuff that's still enjoyable, like KO being friendly and nice and then turning on Kofi mm-hmm. uh, this week. And then Bray Wyatt and the gimmick change and kind of doing something weird and Bobby Roode switching it up and like Becky I like two belts. Becky two, two belts on one to pay per view, which is going to be she's gonna it's a great gimmick too. Becky I'm two just belts. so sick of Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair is now the Roman John Cena of this generation. No, because Roman Reigns, at least when he had losses, they were acknowledged. Charlotte is getting to the point where she can have five matches with someone, and if she loses the first four. None of them count. But if she wins the fifth, the feud's over and she's won it. Yeah. Roman Reigns never had that. Okay. Because he would have people come out and call him out for it. I, Cena would have it. I'd like to see... She is She is the Cena of this. She's almost the reverse Ric Flair. Because back in the territory days, and when he made his nut, in a feud he'd lose, lose... I'm sorry. He'd win, 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 and then get his upcoming... Or upcomings, whatever that was. Comeuppance. Comeuppance. Jesus. Upcomings. Upcomings. Jesus Christ. That's what happens when I finish in my life. Um, <laughs> that's going to be real. No one's going to listen this far. Uh, the, <clears throat> But she's the opposite, like you said, right? She lose, 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 and wins a big and one. And then gets the rubber. Even though it's as even if, if she's a face. Is if she's a face, but she's obviously. Because they wanted her to be a face in yeah. the first place. E.G. Cena. But but then they they do stuff like that, or they do like the Viking thing, right? They fuck War Raiders with Eric and Ivar, which are just (laughs) indecipherable names. Why can't you just be Hanson and Roe, which are cool that plus and not like totally unlike a Viking name, really. Like I mean I guess Eric with the K and Ivar are more Viking-like, but if we're, if we're going for, like, you know, air-specific like, accuracy, they're probably sucked. They've turned into the Highlanders. Remember the Highlanders? If they ran a Highlander gimmick, I'd be okay with it, because they can only, there can only be one, and they just, that's like no, their remember the remember the, the tag team in, like, in, like, 05, 06, the Highlanders? No. no we created them on WWE 2K, uh, uh, WWE SmackDown versus Raw 2006. Everything is a blur. It was, like, these two we also created that, the spirit squad we did do that um, <laughs> but they were the entire they were legit squad. like they were supposed to be Scottish they weren't Scottish but, <laughs> but they were supposed to be and they spoke in really bad Scottish accents and it was like Rory and Robbie McAllister <laughs> god that's the most generic ass thing oh my god I do remember them yeah 
This is what they've turned the 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 war the war raiders into. <laughs> they look eerily except, similar. Honestly. They do. Except the war raiders are way better workers, like Wait. way better workers. Well, clearly, because that that they ain't there anymore. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably the template we used. Um, um yeah, the other thing that I'm not totally happy that they did is that it feels like they kind of destroyed the raw women's division. I'm okay with it if it means that they're gonna either have it all on the the smack all on SmackDown, or if they're gonna push those tag belts to be SmackDown specific, which is a bummer for NXT because um, I liked that they. I don't think they will. I don't think they're pushing that. I think there's probably a lot of room for Raw to get new talent now. Is the flip side of it? Yeah, but I mean, where's the talent going to come from? Because right now, all the big players are on. I mean, I tell you where it comes from. NXT. Becky beats Lacey. Becky beats Charlotte. SmackDown woman wins the Money in the Bank. Cashes in on dead Becky. Wins the title. Becky only has one belt. It's Raw. She's the face of Raw. Okay. It makes a lot of sense. And also, you still have Ronda potentially coming back at any point. You have Lacey uh, now on this. You have Lacey on there, and you have the lackeys for Ronda that will still probably go there because they're going to be paired with her on the same mm-hmm. show, almost certainly. Absolutely. Um, and then anybody else from NXT, I think it's probably going to get called up on the Raw side. And it may very well Sasha. be that the Iconics are on Raw, but since they're attack type... Sasha Banks, she can get her head back in the game. Yeah. Well, see, yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying, is that like, right now there's no Ronda, there's no Sasha, there's... Well, that's, that's bang on. There's no Ronda, there's no Sasha, there's no Alexa, there's no Nia... So and right now you're running. That's wild. You're you're running. Never, Mick, Mickey James. No, and Mickey James is a. Oh yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah. No, Mickey was smacked. Oh okay. So Alicia Fox. Yep, she wrestled this week. Yeah, exactly why. Lacey <laughs> Evans is the only person really. I, I can't think. Tamina. Uh, Ember Moon. Ember Moon's no, on SmackDown. I'm sorry. I'm, I swear to Mickey's on SmackDown. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Sorry. So yes. Naomi. Lacey Evans. Naomi. That's the other one, and she ain't. Probably Natty. Is pro- she's not listed anywhere. Yeah, I think Natty might be on Raw still then. But yeah, like, you look at SmackDown and you got Charlotte, Asuka, Ember Moon, Bailey, The Iconics, Asuka, uh, Kyrie Sane, Kyrie Sane, and Liv Morgan, Mickey James. So you saw Ryan on Raw. You still have, yeah, yeah, you still got, yeah, yeah, you still got, you got Ruby Riot and Sarah Logan and uh, and. But it's far from what it was because they split the them. Liv's gone. Liv's gone, but you have Ruby Ryder and Sarah still on. Sarah's going to split. We all know she's going to experience the Vikings. She, she could be the manager? Manager worker? No, I think she'll just be a third option, like China. I would be kind of there for that. She's she's a fucking awesome. No, she's no also, absolutely. I'm not against it. But no, I think she's married to Roe, right? Yes, yeah, she she's is. She's married yeah. to the less hairy one. I think it's Roe. Yeah, because Hanson's the guy with the beard. Yeah. The, I mean, the big beard. Yeah. But we find out this week coming up who is in the ladder matches for the money in the bank. That'll and that's going to be the Canceled Backlash, part. too. Thank God. Yeah. Because Backlash has consistently been the biggest piece of shit pay-per-view. It was just a Mania run. rerun. Yeah. That's, that's what, what I think was. they're doing with the Raw SmackDown afterwards is a fun twist on what already happened on Mania. I think it's honestly... The, just the, rounding off feuds for an yeah. absolute full stop. Yeah, your mid-level feuds just getting them over. Um, that's all I got, guys. Yeah. 
sound. Sounds about right. Another great episode in the books. Uh, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, again, follow us on at Sports Trebuchet at Twitter. Uh, you can email us at sportstrebuchetpod at gmail.com. Give us some ideas. Anything you want us to talk about, we're game for. Especially when it's coming into off season. Here a yeah. little bit and all we've got going on is baseball. Uh, we're going to be doing some fun shit to fill this time. Once we hit that first June podcast, oh boy. June, July, I think we should do a podcast every other day and just <laughs> and try to find something. Just, we'll just talk about the weather. For oh, Diano might actually have to be on the next episode too. Endgame re- uh, review. Possibly. We can do that, but we'll see. I don't want to do that. That's we'll fair. see. Only because I don't want to put that in the world and fuck it up. Even if we put spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Yeah, no, I'm not sure it's going to be that much. It's only going to be two weeks after, right? Yeah. So, or less. Yeah, you're probably right. And what we're going to be doing? pretty packed talking Premier League, what the next season looks like, and then also post-draft. Yeah, you're right. Because uh, um, NASA's oh. going to add 20 minutes to each show. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so email us, tweet us, uh, get at us, um, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, we enjoy doing this show and we enjoy that you enjoy listening to it I hope uh, they don't enjoy listening to it they use this as torture this is yeah there's a guy hanging upside down in North Korea, North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. have a good one everybody